Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. And I wish we were talking today about a couple of big road wins, or at least one of two big road wins, either at Evanston or at Madison. That is not the case. You know, it's a bit of a concern with this team, just the, the inability in some games to make three-pointers. And you know, they can light it up at times. It, it really is just interesting to watch. And, and the difference between the Hawkeyes shooting in home games and road games, the disparity there is just unbelievable. And the Hawkeyes really struggled on the road, especially of late. A couple of losses this week. And you wonder, too, you know, hopefully the Hawkeyes will still make the NCAA tournament. They need to get a couple more wins in the next week or so in order to solidify that position. But this could be another one of those teams that's kind of susceptible to just losing a game in the tournament. You know, they one of those games where they're cold and they can't make their threes. And if they're on fire, they could beat just about any team, too. So it's going to be worth watching, but hopefully they'll get things going here over the next week and get a couple of wins and, and get into that NCAA tournament. It was just frustrating against Northwestern. I mean, the Hawkeyes were getting good shot after good shot from three, turn, you know, square up to the hoop, shoot and they just wouldn't go in and the Hawkeyes lost 80 to 60 they shot under 43 percent overall uh, in the game the Wildcats shot 49 percent the big difference was from the three-point line the Hawkeyes shot just 13 percent three of 24 Northwestern shot 50 percent 10 of 20 and I mean that is the story seven more three-pointers made so 21 points and that's ball game and, you know, Northwestern, they played a good game. They were 16 of 20 from the free throw line, 80%. Iowa did out-rebound Northwestern, 35 to 31. That's a positive in that game. But the Hawkeyes had 15 turnovers. You go back to the two prior games with five and seven turnovers and then 15 against Northwestern. Wildcats only had 10. And, and these two teams were tied going into that game at ninth best in the NCAA at 10 uh, turnovers per game on average for the season. So turnovers hurt, poor sh shooting from three hurt. Iowa was 66% from two-point range, but they just couldn't knock down a three. Started the game one of 16 from behind the arc. And then Aaron Euless banked one in from three right before halftime. I really hoped that was going to be a spark for the second half to get things going, but the Hawkeyes were just one of seven from long range in the second half. And Northwestern, they are a pretty good team. You know, I wasn't so down about the loss on the road. They're second in the Big Ten, just two games behind Purdue. Although they did just have a bit of a gut-wrenching loss to the Illini after being up by 15 at half on the road. Um, but they're still hanging on to second place there. I was more disappointed with how they lost. You know, just the inability to make those open shots, although way better than lack of hustle or something like that. I didn't think that was the issue in this game. The Hawkeyes hustled. They played hard. They rebounded. They just couldn't shoot the basketball. They got sloppy with the basketball as well. Uh, but man, that has happened just too many times this year, it seems like. And, you know, some games, they just light it up. A really interesting dynamic with this team. Chris Murray was just 0 of 6 from 3 in this game. He had 14 points, 5 boards. Tony Perkins, 11 points, 5 boards, 3 assists. Pretty nice game from him. He was actually Five of nine from the field. Phillip had 10 and seven. Euless had seven. Connor McCaffrey, 0 of three. 
from three point range. He's been he's been struggling of late. Four rebounds to go with five assists, and then Sanford just one of five from three off the bench with nine points, four boards. Patrick McCaffrey, one of five shooting, four points. Overall, just not a big game from anyone on the team. Uh, poor, poor shooting from three, and one of those games you just flush and move on from. Wide open threes, couldn't knock them down. Let's move on to the next game, which, of course, was against hated Wisconsin and Madison. Uh, to me, it's the most boring brand of basketball there is in the NCAA. Uh, the most annoying players ever. They, they lead the league year in and year out of just annoying-looking kids, like smart-aleck-looking guy. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it's hard to explain, but, but there's just something about these kids. ISU, by the way, that the Cyclones lead the, the Big 12 in that category this year, I think, too. My goodness. But Wisconsin, you know, they love to fake flops. Uh, they, they love to trip guys. You know, they've had guys who like to go below the belt at times. Just not a better team to beat than Wisconsin. And they beat the Hawkeyes at home in overtime earlier in the season when Chris was out with injury. So it really felt like it was going to be payback time. But that was just not to be Wednesday night in Madison. The Hawkeyes made it to town early due to a snowstorm. Actually, made it home really late after the game because of the snowstorm. Also, just a slow bus ride back to Iowa City from what I heard. And hopefully they've had some time to have some good conversations. Get back in line mentally. Just don't know what's going on with this team, especially shooting. But it seemed to be some other things off in this game. The Hawkeyes shot just 32% for the game to 52% for Wisconsin. And this really is not a very good Wisconsin team. You know, they're not as talented as they have in the past. I guess their record is is kind of starting to catch up to Iowa, but this just doesn't seem like those Wisconsin teams of the past. They don't have as many players as you're used to seeing from, from the Badgers. But Iowa, just 3 of 28 from 3, just under 11%. It's absolutely amazing. And again, there were open shots. They just couldn't knock them down. It seems like this shooting bug is in their heads right now. It, a lot of times, you, you see them wide open. Nobody's guarding them. They kind of pause. They aim. They try to guide it in rather than just catch and shoot in the flow of the game. And I'll get back to, to threes in a minute. But three of 28, just horrendous. Wisconsin was just four of 18. But they had some real daggers in the second half when they built that big lead. Three times they were wide open from the baseline for three, and all three swished. Just no defensive pressure whatsoever on those, so there were a few breakdowns defensively there for the Hawkeyes. Wisconsin out-rebounded the Hawkeyes by eight. You know, they just seemed to be quicker to the ball, uh, seemed to be able to get most of those loose balls, and Iowa just seemed a little bit lethargic out on the court. Just seven turnovers for the Hawkeyes to 11 for Wisconsin, but you cannot shoot like the Hawkeyes did and expect to come away with a road win. It is really impossible against about any team. So four out of the last five games for the Hawkeyes were on the road. Three were losses, all with you know poor shooting numbers, especially from three. The Hawkeyes were only able to pull out the victory at Minnesota. And... I really think Chris Murray has to be injured. Uh, I mean, just something bothering him, something, you know, maybe a nagging injury or something going on. 
to see him go 0 of 6 from 3 against Northwestern and then 1 1 of 5 against Wisconsin just it's not Chris Murray 2 of 10 overall shooting against the Badgers is 5 points and 5 rebounds and I don't I don't remember the last time he was in single digits in points I'm sure there was a game at some point this season but really shocking to me he just didn't look the same out there didn't have the fire that he usually has not that he's not that he's a really fiery guy out on the court normally, but he seemed a little bit out of sorts. He missed some bunnies inside, and it just it just feels like he has to be nursing some sort of injury. Not sure of that. I don't have any any kind of information on that, but that's just what it seems like to me. Phillip, 13.7 rebounds. He struggled from the free throw line. He's up to almost, he's about 65% on the season from free throw, so that's better than last year at 60%, but still not great. Perkins just struggled putting the ball in the cylinder. He was 4 of 14, 0 of 5 from 3. Wide open shots, but couldn't knock him down from 3. And misses in the paint. I mean, he missed several shots in the paint, um, kind of point-blank range. Again, it's just almost like he's aiming the ball instead of just, just going with the flow. Euless, eight points, but he was one of five from three. So the starting guards, Euless and Perkins, one of ten from three. Just unbelievable. Connor has just really been slumping from long range the last few games. Hopefully he'll get it back again. He was 0 of 5, eight rebounds, and just two points in the game for, for Connor. Well, off the bench, it was Sanford, Patrick, uh, Caffrey, and Dix, uh, Peyton, 1 of 4 from 3, 10 points. Patrick, 0 of 3 overall in the game, and all, all were three-point shots. Just didn't seem to be trying to get, get the ball to the basket like he normally does, just kind of floating around the perimeter. Just didn't really seem to be locked in in this game. Dix was 0 of 1 from 3. And, you know, I, I think ever, ever since I said that I just love his – Stroke from three. I think he was shooting 46% at the time or something like that. And just looks so smooth out there. I don't think he's made one cent. So I just need to shut up on that kind of thing. But I do want to go go back and take a look at the three-point statistics for the Hawkeyes. Because those numbers are dropping significantly uh, over the last few weeks. Dix is still leading the team at 39%. He's been cold of late, as I mentioned. Bowen is in second, but... He's only shot 11 threes all season, so I'm going to exclude him from this. Chris Murray's the second most accurate on the team at 34%. Then everyone else is hovering in that 29 to 33% range. Connor, just under 34%. Patrick, 33%. Sanford, 32%. Euless, 31 And Perkins has the lowest three-point percentage on the team at 29%. So it makes sense overall. The Hawkeyes are shooting... 33.2% from the three-point line on the season, making almost exactly one out of every three they shoot. Not good, uh, not horrendous, but you know some games they shoot 50%, and then some games they shoot 11% or 15% or 20%, and they've had way too many this season that are in that 10 to 20% range, and it's really hard. For this team to win those games, they just don't have an inside presence to be able to just take over in the paint when they're not hitting from deep. You know, they don't have a Luca Garza that they can just feed into over and over again and count on him scoring time and time again. 
Chris obviously is a great player. He's a little bit more of an outside player. You know, he does a nice job on the inside at times. Rebracha has improved this season. He's having a really nice season, but but they just don't have that dominant player inside where if things aren't working on the perimeter, they can just kind of flip it and just start pounding it inside. Well, I was curious how the Hawkeyes stood as far as nationally in three-point shooting. Colgate is the best three-point shooting team in the NCAA at 40.5%, and I was interested to see Xavier is fifth in the nation at 39.4%. Former Hawkeye Jack Nungy leads the team shooting 41% from long range. Boy, would this team like a Jack Nungy, a 6'11 guy that can, can shoot threes at a high clip and score underneath the hoop. But let's take a look at the Big Ten. Uh, the leading three-point team in the Big Ten is Penn State, 39%. Next one really surprised me, Indiana at just under 38%. Penn State is ninth in the nation, Indiana 17th. Uh, that next is, is Michigan State at 37.5%. Ohio State. Can't win any games, but they, they shoot pretty well from, from long range, 35.8%. But they're all the way down at 95th in the nation. And the Hawkeyes are 238th in the NCAA. They have fallen even further than Iowa State. They've passed Iowa State, who really seems to be kind of a similar team to Iowa, where they have games where they shoot at a really low percentage from time to time. They're at 214th in the nation. Cyclones are 33.5% to 33.2% for the Hawkeyes. And Rutgers, Northwestern, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota, and Nebraska are all worse than Iowa as far as three-point percentage. And, you know, I think what, what hurts the Hawkeyes the most are the wild swings of inconsistency. It's not, you know, that the Hawkeyes are hitting one of three you know, three of nine and, and just staying pretty close to that for every game or most games and, you know, maybe an outlier here and there. It's it's more that there's these games of 12 of 24 where the Hawkeyes are just lighting it up, filling it up, and some games where they're four of 24 and you just can't win those four of 24 games. And you know, maybe it kind of seems like this may be one of the reasons there's so much parity in the Big Ten this year. Not great shooting teams from behind the arc, and not many of them. And I haven't seen stats around historically what teams shoot from the th from three. Something I'd be interested in looking into, but it probably varies a lot from year to year as the rosters turn over. So what's next for the Hawkeyes? Michigan State on Saturday, 11 a.m. game. It's a home game. The Hawkeyes have to defend the home court. Now, they should have beaten Michigan State in East Lansing. Again, they just couldn't shoot the ball from long range. Ended 3 of 17 from 3 in that game and lost by 2. And hopefully the Hawks get back to filling it up and rain in threes at Carver Hawkeye Arena. It, it's going to be a tough game. Izzo's team is getting better. They're making a run for the NCAA tournament, and they're trying to improve their seeding. And they want nothing more than to beat the Hawkeyes on their turf. So... Now, next is Indiana, then, on the road Tuesday. That's going to be a tough game for the Hawkeyes. And then Nebraska at home the following weekend. And Fred Hoiberg has coached his team to some pretty big wins this year, including a win over the Hawkeyes 
Of course, the Hawkeyes didn't have Chris Murray in that game. And I think Iowa really needs to win two of three. That, that would put the Hawkeyes at 19-12 and 12 on the season, uh, heading into the Big Ten tournament. And winning three would just be huge. But this team needs to, to really turn things around. Just something seems off, and they haven't played well of late. Other than that Ohio State game. So hopefully, you know, they can kind of reset. They're back home at Carver Hawkeye. The Hawkeyes need some big wins in the next week plus, and and hopefully they can gain some momentum for the postseason. Well, it has been a frustrating week of Iowa basketball, but let's hope they can turn it around and finish the season strong. Thanks for listening, everyone. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this today, please like, follow, and leave a review. Go Hawks!